Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Thank you for taking the time to get down in the gutter. Going to have some fun tonight. Got some plenty of stuff to get to. Lots of stuff I meant to get to yesterday, but we got carried away. Picking apart the modern man. If you missed yesterday's show, go back and watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. If you enjoy obese Instagram influencers and gym junkies who get fake abs. It really was where it's at. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast, the last edition for the week. I hope you've had a lovely day. I certainly have. And it's been a terrible time for me, just quietly. Um, Just to let you know, I've been doing my utmost. I've been doing my damnedest to avoid CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, ABC, PBS, All of the usual sources, well, not Fox News, I don't really go to Fox News, but I've been doing my absolute best to avoid the corporate media over the last few days because it's really just wall to wall of you know what. And I made a vow to you, my small but very engaged audience, that I would not fall right in on the impeachment proceedings, that I would not commit myself to covering what every single other person on the internet is covering. And good luck to them. If you just want impeachment 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there are plenty of people to go and watch for the impeachment stuff. If you want a little release, if you want to relax, if you want a break from that circus, then here is the place to be because I'm not fucking touching it. Until they drag... If if Donald Trump gets impeached, then I'll start covering it. You know what I mean? But until that happens, it's all just verbal masturbation. And usually I enjoy verbal masturbation. Let's be fair, this show is verbal masturbation. But then even sometimes the the greatest verbal masturbators come up against a wanker for the ages and say, I can't compete with this. I cannot compete with this level of masturbation. This guy's been pumping solidly for two weeks now. How the hell has he not got repetitive strain injury in his wrist? How the hell is he still standing after this level of wanking, after this furious wrist work? So credit where it's due. They have been verbally masturbating proficiently, profusely for days and days on end. And when they finally slow down for a break, that's when I'll be there to pounce. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper, become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to verbally masturbate in my presence, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Uh, as you can hear, my voice has taken a turn for the worst, probably because I did the starting block last night, my time, early this morning, your time. And it involved a lot of laughing and a lot of screaming because we had Jonathan Lipnicki on the show by proxy, thanks to Cameo. If you don't know who Jonathan Lipnicki is, he is the small he was the small child in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and he, unbeknownst to himself, 
uh, gave a gave a big promotion of the starting block last night by a cameo. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's to be believed. So my voice, like the other symptoms, the flu-like symptoms have started to dissipate. The pseudoephedrine and the painkillers have done their job. I've been chewing vitamin C tablets constantly, and it seems to be working. But now I've got the the bad throat on the other end. Uh, it's not all bad though. It allows me, it affords me an opportunity to work on my Leonard Cohen routine, my Leonard Cohen shtick. Everybody knows you can only sound like Leonard Cohen when you're sick. That was his great talent. I don't know if he was a great singer or just a guy who avoided the doctor's office. Everybody knows. See, can you hear that? Isn't it wonderful? What the hell am I talking about? I need to have another sip of wine. Another sip of wine. It's Cabernet Sauvignon. Thank you for joining us. Um, first of all, an apology. I said it yesterday that we would discuss Owen Troyer getting cucked on his own show by Alex Jones. Hence the title of today's show, The Host with the Most. We are definitely going to cover that today. That'll be the first thing on the agenda. We've also got some weird wonderful stories from around the web um, and some fun videos, which I think you might enjoy. So thank you so much for joining us on this, the Wednesday edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Let's get right into it, shall we? So, like I said yesterday, for those who weren't around, I'll go back over it. Uh, I, I I was in bed and I woke up after about two and a half hours and I, I kind of picked up the phone. I was like, uh, you know, my dog wakes me up by licking me on the face. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll let you out. So then I looked at my phone, I checked Twitter and I saw Ethan Ralph was live. And if you don't know who Ethan Ralph is, he was um, pretty big on YouTube. I think he's off YouTube now and he does... Uh, his show called The Kill Stream on DLive. And I've never actually watched a show of his live, but it was on Periscope. I was like, oh, okay. So I clicked on Periscope. And he was playing this clip from the Alex Jones show. Well, not the, pardon me, not the Alex Jones show, but The War Room, which is after the Alex Jones show. And I started laughing maniacally when I should have been sleeping because Alex was guest hosting on Owen Troyer's show. And if you know anything about Alex Jones, then you'll know that Alex never guest hosts. Alex is never a guest. Wherever Alex goes, he is the man. Like if you invite Alex Jones to your dinner party, then everybody is going to be around Alex Jones. And you'll be standing there, you know, you're trying to make a toast later in the night. Like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, but no one will be looking at you. They'll be looking at the guy over in the corner going, so then I spoke, I, I spoke to Mark Zuckerberg in the halls of Congress and I told him to go fuck himself because this kind of tyranny from China is unbelievable. You know, like, okay, everyone, can I have your attention, please? Alex steals the show wherever he goes. It's impossible. He'd be there with his bullhorn <laughs> screaming about conspiracy. He's the best. He's an attention magnet. So he's gone on. He's guest hosting Owen Troyer's show and he's completely taking over. And you can see on Owen Troyer's face the contempt, the dripping contempt. He is he is angry. He is pissed. I've never seen him so pissed because Alex has come onto his show and has stolen the show. So we pick up the conversation here where Alex is, and I think this is why he might be pissed because I think 
Owen got an interview with Nick Fuentes, who is the the buzz topic right now, thanks to his work, the work of the Groypers with Turning Point USA. So I think Owen had an interview with Nick Fuentes and Alex has just invited himself onto Owen's show and taken over the show and taken over the interview. And Owen's left sitting there like a third wheel on his own program. Like imagine if I invited, say, you know, so I host a show with James once a week. And to be fair, I often feel guilty because I think I talk way too much and I don't give James enough opportunity to jump in because I'm the guy who brings the articles and the clips. And I'm like, and I have to consciously say, okay, okay, Boogie, stop talking. Stop talking. Let the other guy speak for, for once. You know what I mean? But imagine if I invited James onto this show as a guest, like we did on Monday, and I end up just sitting here like this. <clears throat> Fuck. And then when I'm getting asked questions, just answering in one word answers. So, Boogie, uh, what do you think of this whole situation? It's fine. It's great. <laughs> That's what you're about to see. You are about to see adult petulance at its best. So we pick up the conversation. Alex is talking to Nick Fuentes about Michelle Malkin uh, going into bat for him, defending him, and then herself getting accused of all kinds of ridiculous shit. So we'll pick it up from there, and then we're going to watch this together. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. This is fucking fantastic. This is Alex Jones's most awkward moment of the week. But in the speech, she makes a passing remark, you know, a drive-by remark where she says, Nick Fuentes is a leader in the new rights. And he has a right to speak his mind. You know, there was a drive-by remark that simply said, like you said, I have a right to speak my mind. I have a right to free speech. And also, I think in a way, she ignored some of the spirits. You know, she said, you know, they say he's a certain way, but I think he's a rising leader. So all she did was not participate in the smear. You know, she didn't call me white supremacist Holocaust. Now, now you can start to see it already, can't you? Look at Owen Troyer's body language and his demeanor. Look at the way he is glaring at the monitor. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm no savant, but I'm. If there's anything I'm good at, it's I'm good at picking up um, meta game signals from people, right? So, like, if, if I'm sitting across from this guy at the card table, I know exactly where his mind's at just by reading the body language. It's, people give off little subconscious cues that they're not aware of, especially when money is involved. You know what I mean? So, you, you, you don't, if you're playing, like, low-level cards, you don't have to be a maths genius to be able to make money if you're good at picking up people's little subconscious cues that they, they don't know that they're making when they're frustrated or when they're excited or when they're angry or when they've had too much to drink or when they're not really paying attention, all of those things become plainly obvious if you've got a lot of focus and if you can zero in on those tiny little details because not many people can in like a busy, noisy environment where there's sounds and people moving around and drinking and talking and stuff like that. You kind of got to focus in on what people are doing. If I'm sitting across from Owen Troyer at the card table right now, I'm like, this guy is about to punch the hell out of the dealer. <laughs> Look at that face, man. Let's carry on. should be shut down. And like you said, by virtue of her refraining from participating in the smear, as opposed to backing, supporting, you know, people on Twitter put in their bio, they say, you know, retweets are not endorsements. In other words, just because you say a certain thing about somebody doesn't mean you endorse. Oh, I know. Sometimes even said. on Infowars.com or whatever. 
I will post like <laughs> we've only just started. But this is a good preamble. You can see that Owen is already pissed at this point. <laughs> Alex has come on to Owen's show and taken over the fucking hosting duties, unbeknownst to Owen, and now he's just sitting there like a plank of wood. <laughs> An article by Walter Cronkite calling for world government, you know, what he wrote in the 80s. People go, why are you posting what Walter Cronkite says? I was literally like 14 years old at the mall buying Mein Kampf because they were always telling me about Nazis were everywhere <laughs> and, 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 you know, Hitler and all that. So I thought, well, I'll read what Hitler said. I went and got Mein Kampf. It's hard, hard read. Really a lot of weird crap. Until he, half, he wrote it, he was half awake in prison. And the woman said, are you a Nazi? When I was buying the book and I was 14, I remember saying, well, you're the one selling the book. Are you a Nazi? I, I love I love story time, Alex. I love when Alex dips into the memory bank and the nostalgia file and tells us about how he was coming up and growing up. A 14-year-old, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed 14-year-old Alex Jones strolling into a bookstore to buy himself a copy of Mein Kampf, the, the book written by Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a family show. Let me, let me tell you about the time. Let me tell you about the time I, I strolled in and bought a, a copy of Mein Kampf. You won't believe it. It's a funny story. It's great. It's a great dinner party conversation from Alex. And the woman started <laughs> laughing, but it's like I had blonde hair back then. It's turned brown, blue eyes. And I mean, to, to this woman, she's like, oh my God, she was white too. But, you know, it's like, no, because I'm buying a book doesn't mean I'm for Hitler. Uh, but uh, Nick Fuentes uh, is our guest. Owen okay. Schroyer's here. Owen Schroyer's here. <laughs> no, no. It's Owen's show, Alex. <laughs> Alex is now doing the throws to the commercial breaks. Like, that is host 101. I was on local radio for like, I don't know, six years or something. That is the host's job. So if you have a guest on the phone and you've got a commercial break coming up, you're, you're, it's it's on you to interrupt the guest and say, okay, well, that's a great, you know, you, you, you quickly round off their point and you say, we're speaking with John Smith from the local football club. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Alex is now doing it. Imagine if the guy on the phone was doing it. Oh, but would you like to throw to the commercial? Owen Troy is here. It's only got his name on the fucking, on the emblem of the show. The War Room with Owen Troyer. Owen Troyer just happens to be joining us here on his own show. <laughs> Look, he's not fucking impressed, is he? <laughs> and you can see Alex is sitting next. Alex in real life is sitting next to Owen. And you know, so he's looking right at Owen now. Owen is giving him the hard stare ahead. Like when somebody's trying to merge in in a traffic jam and you know that somebody's trying to merge in, but you pretend like they're not there. That's the move that Owen's giving Alex right now. Like, I can't see you. I don't know you're there. I don't know that you're hosting. I don't, I'm don't. i not paying attention to this. I have no idea that Alex Jones is sitting at the desk right now. I am just focused that away. I'm looking straight ahead. <laughs> I'm not acknowledging this throw to the commercial. He's being very quiet right now. <laughs> So we'll find out what he thinks. <laughs> so Alex starts fucking ripping him. <laughs> so he insult he, he comes on his show. He cucks him on his own show. He start he takes over Owen's show. He starts interviewing the guest instead of the host of the show interviewing the guest. He then starts doing the throws to the commercials, and then he rubs salt into the wound. When Owen looks visibly pissed, when Owen looks visibly angry, 
viscerally, like you, there's no mistaking it. Oh, well, he looks very quiet over there. <laughs> like, what a jerk. <laughs> what an asshole. Even Nick Fuentes is now laughing. So the guest is laughing at the host too. Oh, it's so good. It's so awkward. It's so cringe. It's so good. On the other side with... I feed on awkward moments like this, like a vampire feeds on the supple neck of a 17-year-old French deputante. You know what I mean? Nick Fuentes, and we're going to open the phones up. He's ready to stay with the rest of the hour until the show ends. So we're going to open the phones up for your chance to talk to a rising new right leader or the second coming of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> this is crazy. Now, I haven't been... Now, this, this, this is where it gets really hot. So the backstory here is on Alex Jones' show, he was taking calls and he left a bunch of calls over which is a dick move in of itself. So he, there was a whole bunch of callers that Alex couldn't get to. And he said, you know what? Leave the callers on hold and give them to Owen. Give them to Owen Troyer. Now, if I'm on a show after a guy, I would, I would that, at that point, you know, I would, I would probably take the calls the first time that happened, but then I would say to the host that just did that to me, hey, man, I've got my own show here. I've got my own rundown. Don't be fucking filling my program with your callers. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm doing here. But it's tricky for Owen because Alex is also the boss. Like he owns the place. So it's like we're watching in real time Owen being torn between this professional uh, ethical standard. That being, you know, don't give me your leftover callers that you couldn't be bothered talking to because I have my own program uh, schedule here. I have my own rundown to commit to. And now you're just fucking my day up versus the boss has told me to do something and I have to do it. But it's playing out live on air. So he's like a deer in the headlights. He doesn't know what to do. Because I think here, you, I think it's on Owen now, unfortunately, what Owen has to do at this point is do the professional thing. So you have to be affable. You have to be going along with it. You can't sit there and look visibly upset because that's unprofessional, right? So you have to go along with the act, even if you don't like it. And then after the show, air your grievances privately with Alex in his office and say, hey, look, man, like I know you're very excited. You came on my show and stuff, but please don't, don't be giving me your old callers. I've got my own thing to run here. You hired me to run my own show, so let me run my own show. You know what I mean? If that's what you want me to do. Like, if you if you want me here hosting a show, then let me do it, please. And it's probably fine, but... <laughs> so, it's a tough spot for Owen, but he hasn't he hasn't handled it well because he's allowing his frustration and his his anger to bubble to the surface live on air for everybody to see. And it's fucking beautiful, let's say. In the studio in a while, and are you using the same number? I do watch the show. I just don't pay attention to that. Are you using the same number that I use during the day for your show? I believe so. 877-789-2539. He <laughs> can tell he's so upset. Oh, my gosh. Has that caller been holding since the start of the show? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, boss. Yes. <laughs> so now Alex, having asked people to call in and not taken the calls, 
and then shuffled the calls off to the next host, being Owen Schroyer. He's now about to make Owen Schroyer feel like shit for not taking the calls that Alex didn't take. This is fucking beautiful. (laughs) And Owen is pissed. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Owen. Owen, have you left that lady on the phone this entire show? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, that is not a disrespect. Uh, yes, that is, is so much yes, is going is. on around here that I forgot that I said transfer calls from my show because I felt bad I was going to come over and co-host and then no one reminded me. I'm not blaming anyone. No one, no one reminded me that I was being a dick. Sorry about that, Owen. Explaining this disrespect to the listeners and we didn't go to him. Did you go to those other callers? No, we have not taken calls today. Can anybody tell? <laughs> now, like I said, it would be on Owen at this point, unfortunately, because it's not just another host at a radio station. It is his boss at the same time. So it's a tricky spot, right? I get it. So like it would be on Owen to go along, be professional, and not let the frustration show on air. Like it's a shit, it's a shit job, but that's what you got to do at this point, right? That that's on him. But to be fair, it's also on Alex at this point. Alex is at this point shouldn't be having this conversation live on air with Owen either, because it's just making Owen look like shit now. So Owen, have you had callers on 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 hold for the last hour and forty minutes? Really? Have you done that? Oh my god! He, he even said, "Oh my god." <laughs> How could you, Owen? Think of the callers. And Owen is visibly like, fuck this guy. <laughs> tell you that I have the callers transferred over to you. Uh, nope. <laughs> so awkward. The air is so thick in that room, man. <laughs> Gonna say that again. <laughs> oh my god, Owen. Have you had this person on hold for the entire show? Look at him, look at him. Questioning him, pointing fingers, staring those 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 beady blue eyes staring right in like drilling holes in your temple from Alex. <laughs> this is intense. This is intense questioning from the boss. Yes. Okay, that is not a disrespect. No, of course not. That is that so much is going on around here that I forgot that I said transfer calls from my show because I felt bad I was going to come over and co-host and then no one reminded me. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm explaining this disrespect to the listeners and we didn't go to them. Did you go to those other callers? No, we have not taken calls today. (laughs) Did anybody tell you that I had the callers transferred over to you? Uh, nope. Now, see, this is the other thing too. The reason that Owen, I, I'm fucking telling you, this is one I'm, I'm telling you, I can sense it. I can feel it in my being. I can pick up on these signals. The reason that Owen hesitated there, like, so, because the question was, did nobody tell you that you had callers to go to? And Owen's sitting there. The reason that he went, um, nope. The reason that he's doing that is because there is no right answer. You know why? Owen doesn't want his staff. He doesn't want his team to get into trouble for not telling him. 
So he's, he's, they, there's nothing he can say. Because if he says yes, then he's lying to the boss and he looks bad because he didn't take the calls. But if he says no, then his team is going to get into trouble for not telling him that there were calls to take. So Alex is making it very difficult for Owen. Live, this is the thing, live on air. <laughs> this is a backroom office discussion after the program. By the way, I just looked at the data for your show today, Owen, and I noticed that you had calls on hold for three hours. Did, n- did nobody tell you that we were taking calls tonight? Oh, no, that didn't happen. That's okay. We'll have a discussion with the team. Not a problem. But by doing it live on air, he's making Owen make a choice. Do I protect my team, like my, my, my production guys, or do I save my own ass? It's, it's fucking juicy. <laughs> This little thing that's playing out here. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to do a tour here where I'm one day a week. I'm going to start hosting all the shows. Because- <laughs> so now, now Owen's just been demoted to four days a week. <laughs> Live on air. Live on air, folks. Just like that. That is brutal. That's savage. <laughs> Owen, oh, Owen, oh, did your team tell you that we had calls waiting online for that whole time? Oh, my God. Did you know that there was callers waiting? Uh, no. Did anybody tell you that uh, you had calls waiting on there? Uh, no. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Well, I'm going to start doing a tour. I'm going to start hosting everybody else's show once a week. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Owen's like, I didn't even know. I didn't even, I didn't know. You've come on my show. You're taking my guests. You're taking my calls. You're thrown to the ad breaks. And now I'm getting fucking demoted. This has all happened, by the way. This has all happened in the space of about three minutes. Three minutes of Owen Shroy's life. It's just, <laughs> and Alex is just contemplating. Oh, and you know what? You know what? You know what, Owen? I think the best thing for Infowars is if I start hosting your show once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Oh, Guys, I love the crew. I love everybody to death, but man, but man, there's like a communication thing that goes on where. <laughs> show- I tell you what, I love this crew to death. This is the best crew that you'll ever find on planet Earth. But I've got to tell you, you're not up to my standard, Owen. <laughs> you, your crew is not doing a good job. So I think what needs to happen here, I need to come in once a week and start doing your show for you. Okay? That's the only way we're going to get this sorted out. Fuck, what an ass. Oh, the show. Like I said, tell, tell Salente, I'm coming in. And I'm going to do the part of the last segment. Nobody told me. <laughs> Mr. Peter Church, thanks for joining him. I go sit down and I couldn't take over because he was already on air. I wasn't going to bull in. and But it's every. I didn't want to, I didn't want to bull in on Gerald Salente. Oh, I will bull in on fucking Owen Troyer, though. Get the hell out of the way, Owen. Everybody I know, it's not just here. No one is talking anymore. People will send a text message like that doesn't. It doesn't do it. So. <laughs> Owen at this point is now looking at Alex like, nobody fucking told me you were going to do this, boss. 
Nobody told me that you were going to come in, take over my show, interview my guest, throw to my commercial breaks, and then chastise my crew for not telling me that we were supposed to take the calls you couldn't be bothered taking. Nobody, you didn't tell me that, boss, sir, Mr. Jones. You didn't say that, chief, champ. Nobody talks anymore, Alex. Huh? It looks like he is ready to... It looks like Owen at any point could be up on the desk and just start pummeling Alex. You fucking asshole! Ah! It looks like he is a kitten's whisker away from that moment. Oh, these poor people got transferred over and then left on hold all this time. We're going to go back to Nick Fuentes. But- <laughs> great, great comment in the chat from Stimey. He just introduced Owen as a guest on his own show, but Alex doesn't want to bull in. Gotcha. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> but we'll see if she and Marilyn, who held an hour on my show, two hours and 19 minutes here, I bet it's damn important. And the whole Trump health care, because we, we, we have to do this now, because I was about to give the number out. Now he's gonna. Now he's taking the calls. Okay, <laughs> so he's instructed his team to hold over the phone calls from his own show to Owen's show. For some reason, there was a communication breakdown. Owen Troyer thought that he had dominion over his own program. The idiot! How dare he think that he's there to run his own program the way he sees fit? How dare he think he's there to do the job he was hired to do? Alex comes in, bulls his way in, takes over the program, starts chastising the team for not taking the calls that Alex wanted to take but didn't take and just held over and nobody told anybody. And and now he's going to start taking those calls from his own program an hour and a half earlier in the day where people are still on hold. They thought they were waiting to speak to Alex. Then they think they're waiting to speak to Owen. And now they're going to speak to Alex on Owen's show. <laughs> and then I looked up there and it was just devastating. devastating. So they followed the directive to get the poor callers all over the here. The poor callers. I apologize to the callers. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry to the callers. I'm so sorry for the callers. I'm sorry that I made you call into the Alex Jones program and then didn't take your call and then shoved you off onto the the B-League war room with Owen Schroyer, which I now have to host once a week because I am unsatisfied with the quality of this program. (laughs) You know what, Owen? Owen, I'm just going to take over this show once a week. Let's make it official. Because uh, I don't like the way that you haven't been cleaning up my mess from my own program. <laughs> Nobody talks anymore. Nobody communicates anymore. So I'm going to tell you live on air that you're down to four days a week, bud. Okay. And it's fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to understand. Now, no, that, <laughs> see, now Owen is all he can. All Owen can do at this point is like laugh. All he can do is smile. He's smirking now because he's like, I, I, I have nothing to say. I, I don't even know what's happening here. I've lost my own gig. I'm down to four days a week. I can't interview my own guests. I can't throw to my own commercials. I've been introduced as a guest when I'm the host of the show. And now Alex is going to take the phone calls that he didn't take, which were pushed onto me, which he now wants to take. (laughs) And again, all of this has happened in the space of seconds, three and a half minutes at best. What a fucking whirlwind. 
I'd, see, I'd kill for a job at Infowars because shit like this, this would make you, this wouldn't, you'd know that you're alive if you worked at Infowars because it would just be, it's like you're on the Millennium Falcon outrunning, outrunning, the rebel, outrunning Darth Vader. <laughs> They're shooting. You don't know if you're going to live or die from day to day. What a rush. I'm up here seven days a week and I'm working hard, I tell you. It's not my fault. I'm just working so goddamn hard, Steve, in this fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I tell you what, this is the problem. I've, I've been up here seven days a week and I'm just working so goddamn hard, saving this country, saving this republic. But what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to come in and I'm going to host everybody's show once a week. I need more work because <laughs> what, what we need to do right now is, uh, you know, People talk about delegation. I don't believe in delegation. I'm going to be a hands-on kind of boss. I'm going to come in. I'm going to take over your show. I'm going to interview your guests, so on. And I'm going to take your calls, and I'm going to throw to the commercial breaks, and I'm going to make you a guest on your own show at least once a week. So you need to mentally prepare yourself for that, bud. Okay? I've been just working so goddamn hard. I've been up here seven, seven days a week. It's tough, I tell you. And I'm going to step up and I'm going to work harder and I'm going to get take us to the next level. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hell, I noticed the caller. See what I mean? I mean, just. You see how goddamn good I am at this? You see how good I am at hosting your show, Owen? <laughs> Owen, you didn't even notice the caller. I came in. I'm hosting your show, bud. I saw the caller there. I need to do this every day. I need to step up my game because clearly you can't you can't introduce your own guests, Owen. You can't you can't get the call. You have no control over this operation, Owen. No, clearly, I need to come in here. I'm working so goddamn hard seven days a week. I need to come in here and host your show for you at least once a week, Owen. <laughs> I need to step up my game. I mean, I noticed the caller, right? Huh? Huh? Who noticed the caller? I did. Alex. That's who. Jesus Christ. <laughs> because I'm the bad guy. See? That's how it works. <sighs> wow. <laughs> God damn it. I noticed the caller because I'm the bad guy. See, is, 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 now, is that bad guy comment, is that referring to like internal office politics? Like, has he noticed when with that bad guy comment, has he noticed that Owen is pissy at him? I think that's what's happening here. He knows that Owen is pissy at him for taking over his own show. He comes in and he says, well, I noticed, I'm, Owen, I noticed the caller waiting on the line for an hour and a half. You didn't notice the caller, but I'm the bad guy, huh? Huh? But I'm the bad guy. <sighs> Owen, don't be, Owen, don't be angry at me, bud. Don't be angry at me. There's some kind of communication breakdown happening here. Don't be angry at me because I came on your show, took your guests and noticed the caller where you didn't notice them, Owen. You could be doing so much better, Owen. You know what? I'm working so goddamn hard. I need to work harder. I need to be the man. I need to step it up. <laughs> You're not doing enough, Owen. <laughs> I think that's what that is. He's noticed Owen is pissed. And he's just rubbing salt into that wound, baby. And folks, it's 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 an I'm up here seven days a week and I'm working hard, I tell you. And I'm going to step up and I'm going to work harder and I'm going to get take us to the next level. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. 
Hell, I noticed the caller. <laughs> See what I mean? I mean, just it, because I'm the bad guy. <laughs> wow. Uh, she, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just like, I'm just. She looks like you're blaming Owen, Alex. <laughs> blown away. We've got to start getting rundowns and stuff just to communicate. Does that make sense, Owen? <laughs> Does that make sense, Owen? We've got, I've got to teach you how to host your own show that you've been hosting for three years pretty successfully, I might add. Owen, Owen, I, I, Owen, I know I've just come in here for 10 I, I know I've just been in on on the show for once. I know I've just walked in here. And I now now he's now so now he's got again four minutes in. He's he's gone from guest hosting to hosting to relegating Owen to a guest on his own show to throwing to the commercial breaks to instructing his production team that they need to communicate better. He's now going to host Owen's show once a week, apparently. He's just decided. And now he's like, you know, we need rundowns. And now he, he turns to Owen. He says, does this make sense, Owen? Are you hearing me, you fucking idiot? <laughs> Are you thick, boy? <laughs> on Owen's own show, he's getting lectured on how to host it. Wow. But what do you say at this point? If you're Owen, like, I, you, I, to be fair to Owen, like at that, I may get up and walk out at that point. Even though I'm walking away from my dream job at InfoWars, I may get up at that point and say, I, Alex, I love you, man, but I can't fucking do this. I can't do this. I, I did that once at a job in real life. I really liked the boss away from work. We were great mates. He, he came to my uh, you know engagement party when I was getting married. Who invites the boss to their engagement party? We were drinking buddies. But he was just a prick at work. So I just went up to him one day and I shook his hand. I said, mate, I love you, but I can't do it anymore. He's like, what do you mean? I said, I can't fucking work with you. You you annoy the shit out of me. I can't stand to be here with you. You're terrible. He's like, oh, don't be like that. And I said, you fucking knew this was coming. And I shook his hand and I gathered up my shit from my locker and I walked out of the joint. Never went back. Walked out whistling. No regrets, man. <laughs> it's like I love you, man, but I can't fucking do. I can't work with you. <laughs> we'll have a beer off. When, tell me when you finish. We'll get together and have a beer. But I can't be here with you anymore. That that's the kind of attitude I think I would have at this point. When when I get told that you know I need to do this, I need to change this. When my show's working quite well, Alex comes in one time, has to take the calls that he couldn't be bothered taking on his own shows. Just starts telling me that I need rundowns and asks me if that makes sense or not. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she, I apologize. You've been involved for three plus hours. Uh, she, <laughs> Look at Owen. <laughs> I, I'm just blown away. We've got to start getting rundowns and stuff just to communicate. Does that make sense, Owen? Yeah. Uh, she, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Owen. Oh, Owen. I'll tell you what this needs. You know, because I'm just in here, I'm working so goddamn hard every day. I'm just working so goddamn hard, and I feel like I need to come in here and host your show every every week, Owen. At least once a week. <laughs> you know, Owen, when I hired you, I hired you to do a job, and I wanted you to be the host of your own show. And that's all well and good. But did anybody tell you that, Owen, that there were callers on hold for an hour and a half? Oh, my God, Owen. 
Oh my god. Did anybody tell you that there were callers waiting? Uh, no. <sighs> I, I tell you, I've just been working so goddamn hard lately. I'm up here seven days a week. Oh, and I'm need, I'm gonna need to get I'm I'm gonna need to host your show once a week. This whole this whole program needs to be restructured. Nobody talks anymore, Owen. Have you noticed that? Nobody talks anymore. They just send texts. There's no more face-to-face communication. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not mad at anyone. But I did notice the callers waiting on hold, Owen. Did you see that? Because I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. You know, we really need to start doing show rundowns for this program. Owen, does that make sense to you, Owen? Can you get that through your thick skull, Owen? Owen, are you listening to me, son? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm listening. Good. We really need to start doing rundowns on this fucking shit show. <laughs> Does that make sense, Owen? Are you hearing me, boy? Are you, are, you, are you grasping what I'm telling you, son? How we can need to improve this program? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Owen. Oh. Don't let yourself hurt. Fucking fantastic. Let's keep it going. Apologize. You've been on hold for three plus hours. Uh, she, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh. All right. Uh, no problem. I'm I'm laughing. I'm not taking offense. Wow. I'm able to listen in to your um your. <laughs> Alex is blown away by the fact the caller has been on hold for three plus hours. And this is another little beautiful little Alexism. He gets the name wrong, gets the correct pronunciation of the name, and then says it wrong again. <laughs> because I'm the bad guys. That's how it works. <laughs> so awkward. <sighs> wow. Uh, she, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm just blown away. We've got to start getting rundowns and stuff just to communicate. Does that make sense, Owen? Yeah. Uh, she, I apologize. <laughs> You've been on hold for three plus hours. Uh, she, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, All right. Uh, no problem. I'm I'm laughing. I'm not taking a I'm, laughing. I'm able to listen in to your... Uh, That's okay, Alex, honey. I'm laughing at y'all. It's not a problem. It's not even a problem. I'm just laughing at you. <laughs> I'm laughing at that poor, sweet old boy. <laughs> you know, you should be so hard on that old boy. He didn't know what was doing. He needs to get the rundowns, I know. Does that make sense to you, Owen? You shouldn't leave me on hold, honey, for 90 minutes. <laughs> Can't y'all run your own program anymore? <laughs> um, your podcast. And uh, so I've enjoyed the whole time I've been on hold. I fixed my uh, husband dinner. and <laughs> Great comment in the chat from Jules. Owen is mentally thinking through the pieces of his resume he needs to update. But see, that's the problem. If you go to work at InfoWars, you don't need a resume anymore because nobody's going to give you a fucking job. <laughs> See, I would take a job at InfoWars because I'm like, I've got nothing to fucking lose. I, I don't want, like, I'm, I'm not an aspiring media personality, you know what I mean? If I got offered a job at InfoWars, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm on the next plane to Austin. Who gives a fuck? What do I care? You know, you know what I mean? If I get if I get fired from InfoWars, I'm not going to be trying to get a job at MSNBC or Fox News. I'll, I'll start digging ditches after that. I'll drive trucks. Like, all right, back to the grind. You know what I mean? But if you're an aspiring media personality, you can't take a job at InfoWars. 
Even if you're a star, you'd be there eight years and the next employer gets the thing and says, hang on, did you work at InfoWars? And they're like, okay, well, don't call us. We'll call you. They're very prejudiced. Everything's good on my end. But um, I wanted to say your staff was very courteous. They were very polite. <laughs> and they did give me the option to hang up and they said that I would be the first. No, 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 no. Now she's defending Owen's staff for him. Owen has been completely taken out of the picture. <laughs> I just want to say, Alex, that your staff were very nice and very kind. They said I could hang up and they would be I'll be the first one to be called back if I wanted to. No, no, no I'm not oh, mad at them. I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them. I, I, I was just like, I'm mad at Owen. Let's be honest here. Does that make sense, Owen? <laughs> Look at Owen's face. <laughs> Get these callers on. We're going to these first out of the gate. And then I guess, I, I just, my God. But, ma'am, when we're going to Nick Fuentes, too, is here. We appreciate him holding. Won't leave him on our hold for three hours. It's just, just uh, <laughs> go ahead and make a point. Thank you. Okay. My point is, um, first of all, I want to say long live Alex Jones. I've been um, listening to your um, show for at least over a decade. I was seeking out the truth. Um, like Alex, I've been on hold for a decade, honey. Happening in my life, and I just was seeking out the truth on my own accord. And exactly, Cleo in the chat. So the staff knew, huh? Yeah, the staff knew. The staff knew. So now they're going to get in trouble for not telling Owen that there were people on hold because that's what Owen told Alex, or was Owen lying to Alex? When Alex said, remember, Alex was fucking pointing in him, pointing at his face, staring right at him. He said, Owen, Owen, did anybody tell you that there are callers on hold? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> did, Owen, did Owen just get caught in a lie? Did this caller just dob Owen Troyer into the boss? Did she just rat on Owen Troyer by proxy? Oh, dear. There is drama. There's drama down at InfoWars HQ, ladies and gentlemen. I think the caller just outed Owen in a fib in a little porky pie. Oh, dear. And I came across your show, and, of course, that was the time when uh, Eustace Mullins was living. So you had him on your show. You remember Eustace Mullins? Oh, my gosh. He hadn't been on the yeah. show in, like, 15 years. Yeah, he died, yeah, yeah. Like, like, 12 years ago. Yeah, he died before I moved to this uh, the DMV area. I'm originally from Kansas, so I was like, I was going to. <laughs> We've been waiting an hour and a half for this fucking memoir. You know, I'm originally from Kansas. <laughs> Meet him had he, you know, I think he died the same year I moved out to this area. But um, I just want to thank you for all that you do to stand up for our liberties as Americans. Aww, uh, isn't she sweet? That you put in seven days a week, round the clock. I know what a tremendous sacrifice. I know you've been working seven days a week. You just announced it on Owen's program. Advice you make, and that we, we as Americans appreciate everything you do. And it is uh, travesty what they're doing with um, the President Trump. I, I um, can't say I was a Republican, lifelong Republican ever, but what's going on with um, but Trump has really awakened my eyes to the deep state. And um, you were mentioning about the uh, Ronald Reagan. They, Alex would never let a caller speak this long without interjecting. Never. But on Owen's program, <laughs> on the Alex Jones show, if you're a caller, you need to have points written out. You need to go bullet point. 
bang, 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 bang. Don't even worry about the courtesy of saying, oh, Alex, thank you so much for what you do, man. Like, I really appreciate you, brother. Don't worry about that because he doesn't appreciate that. He wants you to he wants you to be like Alex when you call the Alex Jones program. The callers he likes the best are the ones that launch right into it. Alex, thanks for taking my call. My thoughts on this current investigation are that bang, 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 bang. And Alex would go, that's a great fucking caller. We need more callers like that. Because if you move 100 mile an hour like Alex does, he loves you. So on his program, you've got to be quick to the point. Don't don't sort of prance around the edges. Don't tell personal memoirs about how you moved from Kansas and stuff. But this isn't the Alex Jones show. This is the Owen Troyer show. So on the Owen Troyer show, Alex Jones let the callers lets the callers ramble on for minutes on end without interjecting. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> you know, your last segment about how they attempted assassination on on his life. And that was true. It was uh, John Hinckley, who was, um, his father was best friends with uh, the elder Bush senior. And it's kind of ironic that John Hinckley would be the one to uh, make the assassination attempt. And no one ever was the wiser. And then he was um, sentenced to going to St. Elizabeth as opposed to, you know, going to a federal prison for such an attempt. But I think it's a terrible thing as far as yep. if, if indeed they did yep. attempt to uh, poison the president and the vitriol what? and the evil sentiment against They're trying to poison the president? When did that happen? chief and he deserves respect. Wow. Well, that was worth the three hours. And again, <laughs> the crew's great. Wow, well, that was worth three hours' wait, huh? Huh? Wasn't that something? Wow, that was definitely worth that whole commotion on air. That was definitely worth me making Owen look like he was one feet tall. (laughs) That was definitely worth me embarrassing Owen in front of his own audience. Wow, how how about a round of applause for our caller? Thank you so much for waiting three hours for that. Gets better. It gives me an example of just so much is going on, the minutiae. Imagine the bureaucracy that wants to centralize everything where they don't even have an idea what's happening to people like the old king of England <laughs> ruling over the colonies. And they'd have to get- Look at Owen's body language. Oh, man. The arms like straight down, straight down the side. He's not relaxed at all. He is tense. He's tense. If if Owen was walking around in Chinatown looking like that, there would be little Chinese ladies running out of shops saying, I need to walk on your back right now. You're so tense. You're a big man, but you're so tense. I need to walk on you. I need to dig my heel into your kidney there. Relax that muscle. Look at him. And Owen's like, Alex is a very enigmatic speaker. He's always moving his hands around and stuff. He's, he, Owen is watching, not watching Alex. He's watching Alex's hand like, um, you're violating my personal space right now. Just want you to know that you're you're in my zone, bro. That's not cool. It's like violating my personal space. You've just you've you've metaphorically raped me in front of my own audience. And they're all just sitting there with their mouth open. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. You've told me how I need to run my show. You're talking to my guests, you're throwing you're you're taking my calls, you're throwing to my ad breaks. You said you need to host my show once a week. Where does it end, Alex? Where does it end, sir? The decision from like every two years or something before anything can be done. Now he's like doing the stoic thing. <sighs> it's okay, Owen. We'll get through this. You're a professional, Owen. You'll make it through. 
This is just a little blip. This is just a little road bump. This is just a little roadblock. We're going to charge right through this, Owen. And so the Declaration of Independence, like having to wait for the king to do something. This this awesome lady holding for three hours uh, with with her with her uh, with her husband <laughs> yeah. while she's cooking dinner. Cleo in the chat has Owen been seen since <laughs> with us on the background. So you're awesome. And and, and by the way, is is it she uh, S H I? Is that how you pronounce that? It's actually shy S H I. Shy, shy. Thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. I, 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 I'm starting a show with our best callers, <laughs> and we're putting them in the in the hat, and we're only done one show. We're going to start it soon. But if you want to give us your name and number, hold in three hours. I'd love to let you host. So because she was on hold for three hours, she gets to host a show on InfoWars? <laughs> the hiring criteria at this operation has gone to a new level. If you could sit on hold for three hours on InfoWars, you will get a show. <laughs> Hi, my name is Shy. I moved down from Kansas City. You know, Elder Bush, uh, he got people locked up in prison, even though they were innocent. They was innocent. And they didn't be- They didn't deserve that. Wow, that was definitely worth the three hours wait. Tell you what, what's your name? She, Shy, whatever the hell it is. Uh, you've been on hold three hours. Would you like to host a show here on InfoWars? <laughs> I would sit there going, I'm supposed to be hosting a show right now. <laughs> Don't do it, Shy. Don't do it. <laughs> You'll think you host your show, but then Alex will come in and host it anyway. It's a Saturday or Sunday show sometime. This is going to be rotating for three hours. You can run the whole show. Really smart lady, she. And so please, if you, if you want to give us your name and number, we'd love to have you as a co-host sometime. Exactly. Another slap in the face to Owen. <laughs> Now he's just handing out shows. He's taken one show a week off Owen, and now he's just handing them out willy-nilly to people who are on the phone just because they've been waiting three hours to talk. (laughs) It looks like Owen's been waiting three hours to talk by the look on his face, sitting there at his own desk, on his own set, with his own production team speaking in his ear. He can't get a fucking word in. (laughs) If you guys can give her name and number... Because her, her holding that long, that's a record. Wow. We need to give her number to the producer tomorrow and call her back and get her on the show, and I won't forget. Oh. So she, God bless you, and uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. And I would love to um, co-host your show. That would be the greatest honor. So <laughs> well, that's, you're a smart lady. You sound awesome. I'd love to come over to your house for dinner with you and your husband. You're awesome. God bless you. He's, now he's inviting himself over for dinner. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've been waiting on hold for three hours, but that's okay. Uh, I moved from Kansas City, and there's stories about Elder Bush locking people up who were innocent, and they didn't deserve to be there. You know what? You smell. You, you smell. You sound like a smart lady. How would you like to host your own show here at Infowars? <laughs> wow, wow, that's that's that would be a tremendous honor, Alex. <laughs> you know what? Why don't I come over and have dinner with you and your husband? <laughs> as as Alex ever gone over for dinner at Owen's house? <laughs> Owen, you better watch your back here, bud. Owen, you better get your shit together here. You know, we need we need rundowns on this show, Owen. You know what? I'm just going to start hosting your show once a week, Owen. How do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? Uh, uh, okay, great. You know what, Owen? You, because you've left this lady on hold for the last three hours, you know what? She's going to host your show now. <laughs> She's taking your fucking job. Oh, and I want you to go back there. I want you to go in the back room. I want you to get on the phone. I want you to wait for three hours to talk on your own goddamn program. How do you think? How do you feel about that, Owen? Huh? Uh, uh, no. <laughs>
She, uh, going back to Nick Fuentes, she, uh, that's, a, that's a humbling again. caller right there. And the lines are loading up. People want to talk to Nick Fuentes. 877-789-ALEX, 877-789. And there's Owen. <laughs> Glory Warrior in the chat. We need to pray for Owen. <laughs> pray for Owen. <laughs> Can we make that a hashtag? Can we do that? Pray hashtag pray for Owen. <laughs> he's about to get he's about to get replaced on his own show by a caller. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best fucking things I've ever seen. So, like I said, uh, thanks to uh, Ethan Ralph who was playing this clip the other day on his show because otherwise I would never have seen it because I don't watch the War Room, and now I know why. <laughs> Because because you can't host your own goddamn show, and I need to do it for you. How do you feel about that, son? We really need a rundown in here. Isn't that fucking amazing? Well done. Hashtag pray for Owen, ladies and gentlemen. Owen needs all the help he can get. Owen needs all the love he can get. Send some good vibes into the universe for Owen Troyer. Because he may be unemployed any day now. Any time now. Who knows? <laughs> Um, I've got so many things I could go to. We've burned an hour on that. Do you believe it? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to the audience. <laughs> I know the audience is like half as big as it would normally be. So obviously a lot of people were not too impressed with playing an hour's worth of old Troy and Alex Jones. I had to. That's one of the most awkward things I've ever seen. You could, you could, the air was so thick. You could cut it with a knife. It was fantastic. Let me play this for you. This is fun. Uh, Israel Folau, for those who aren't aware, for our American brothers and sisters, Israel Folau, you've heard of the sport of rugby union? Well, Israel Folau is the best rugby union player in this country, right? And he was recently fired from the Australian rugby union team. He's one of the best players in the world. He was fired. He's not allowed to play the professional sport anymore. He was fired by the governing body of the Australian Rugby Union because he's a devout Christian. Uh, he's he's got. I think his background is it Tongan or Samoan. It's it's Islander. And if you've ever worked with uh, people from Samoa or from Tonga or that part of the world, I have. Uh, when it comes to their Christianity, they're serious. Like they don't fuck around. They mean their Christianity, right? So on his personal Instagram account, he he uh, put up a meme or something that said uh, homosexuals will are damned to hell or something like that. Now, one of the principal sponsors of the Australian Rugby Union is the airline company Qantas. The CEO of Qantas is an openly gay man and Qantas was one of the big corporate sponsors they donated a lot of money to the legalize same-sex marriage campaign that happened here a few years ago. And, you know, just happens to be just like that, uh, Israel Folau loses his job. He's no longer allowed to play rugby union anymore for his country because of his very Christian beliefs when it comes to homosexuality. Now, I'm a supporter of Israel Folau in so much as I support free speech more so than I support any particular individual. And I think uh, this guy losing his job as a professional rugby union player 
uh, because of his own personal Christian views is a scandal. I think that's a farce, right? And I think it's more to do with corporate sponsorship and money than it is to do with any kind of uh, vindiction. They came out and said to uh, Israel Folau, if you just denounce your previous comments, then we'll let you keep playing. And that made me laugh ridiculously because it's like they were giving him a choice between God and the Australian Rugby Union. I'm pretty sure he's going to choose God, right? Now, I see James R. in the chat in YouTube. It's probably similar in Hawaii. James, would the brothers in Hawaii, right, the, the natives in Hawaii, the Christian ones, they take their Christianity pretty seriously, don't they? Like they have their own churches and it'll be like a church on the beach and they've, they're like evangelical style. They sing songs, but they're pretty fucking committed to the family. You know what I mean? Like the Christian family. So the Australian Rugby Union said, well, if you just come out and apologize for what you said, we'll let you keep playing. And like, it's like, you know, they used to burn Christians at the stake and say, if you just denounce Christ, then we will let you go free. And they said, no, light me on fire. Who gives a fuck? In the Roman amphitheaters, you know, famous stories about Christians in years gone by. So he was given a choice. Do I get to keep playing rugby or do I have to denounce God? And I think it was a pretty easy decision for Israel Folau. He's like, well, I'm not denouncing anything that I said. So they fired him. He's a Pentecostal Christian, says Cleo in the chat. Thank you. I just need a sip. You can tell my voice is going. I don't know how much longer I've got left in me. I better get Owen, Owen Troyer in here. Who, who's been on hold the longest? Who wants to host my show? <laughs> Who in the audience wants to host my show? Come on now. You've been waiting three hours. Would you like to host it once a week? You can do it. I think we need rundowns on this motherfucker. What do you think? So he went with God. Now, here's the thing, right? He's no longer working for the Australian Rugby Union. He's no longer playing Rugby Union professionally. So now, as far as I'm concerned, it's like, well, now he's free to say whatever the hell he wants to say because you can't sack the guy. You can't, you can't kick him out of his job. You can't make him stop playing rugby anymore. So he's free to go. You've just unleashed this man. You've unleashed this man with a legitimate victim narrative, that being that he has been ostracized from sport simply because of his own personal religious beliefs. You've you've created a situation where uh, large swaths of the Christian community in Australia, of which like 60% of the population of, the, uh, of Australia is Christian, you've now turned, you know, a large section of the population against you and you've unhinged this guy, you've unchained him. So now he's free to say whatever he likes because you've already sacked him. You've already tried to ruin his life. So what's the difference? So we've had uh, fires. I know it's been reported in the United States. We've had a lot of um, terrible fires here. Six people have died. Uh, so Israel came out and made some comments about the fires, <laughs> which I personally don't agree with. Don't get me wrong. But we'll, we'll get into it. Communities devastated by bushfires have condemned Israel Folau, who labelled the deadly disaster a taste of God's judgment. Now there are calls for the sack wallaby to donate some of his personal funds to families who have lost everything. Whoa! <laughs> There's a lot of layers to this. So first of all, I, I said this on the starting block yesterday, 
Um, I would ask Israel, okay, okay, so if the fires are a taste of God's judgment, I would ask, why did he only kill six people then? If God is really upset with us as a country, why didn't he just wipe us off the map? You know, I'm not the I'm not the best Christian in the world, but I do know that there was a big flood and basically everybody died, right? Like God's got that in him. God is capable. So if God feels particularly vengeful on that day, if there's if God wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, he could just wipe us all out. So why did he decide to just kill six people? <laughs> like is it was that enough? Did God decide? Was God up there saying, you know what, six is enough, no more than six? We'll just kill six people to the bushfires. And then I hope I hope they learn their lesson next time they want to endorse homosexual sex. I hope they learn their bloody lesson, those sinners, those Gomorites down in Australia. You know what I mean? So that's so I don't I don't agree with what he's saying at all. I think it's ridiculous. But I do love the fact that he said it. Because it then creates, like, look at the corporate media here. They're saying how insensitive his comments are. They call it the Falau firestorm. <laughs> the, the tag on the video is, Israel Falau's bushfire sermon ignites outrage. They can't help themselves. Ignites, firestorm. How dare he make comments about the fires? You know what I mean? <laughs> Israel Folau, firestorm, insensitive comments about the fires. He's igniting outrage. Can we get any more superlatives in here, please? We get any more <laughs> references to fire in this outrage story? But then, so the, the tasty part for me, the juicy part for me is the people who are really upset about what Israel Folau said. Number one, don't believe in God anyway, so it shouldn't worry them in the first place. But number two, they're now demanding that he give money to the victims of the bushfires. Like, they're, they're trying to extort him now publicly. Like, it's not charity if you demand it. If you demand it, you're strong-arming someone. It's like a protection racket. And they're now saying, okay, Israel, that was really insensitive of you to say. That was really wrong of you to say. But if you just fork over, say, $100,000 to this particular charity, then we might let it slide. We might let it go. You will pay your penance. See, the penance, you no longer pay penance to the church. You no longer pay penance to God. You pay penance to the outrage mob. You pay penance to the atheist outrage mob if you're a Christian now. No, no, don't give your tithing to the church. Give your tithing to me because I'm really offended at what you said. They've replaced God with themselves, you see. They are the ones who judge. They are the ones who decide. And they are the ones you must satisfy with a sacrifice from time to time. You know, every now and then we need to sacrifice a public figure to the outrage mob in order to keep them in check. We need to unearth some comment on Twitter from six years ago. Here's your sacrifice for this week. And they feed on it. <laughs> this guy gives a sermon in his own private church that somebody recorded with a mobile phone secretly because they're not done with this guy yet. And now they're demanding penance. They're demanding tribute for his own personal opinion. It's fucking outrageous, isn't it? How, how dare you say God believes it? How dare you say God is responsible for things? 
That's really offensive, Mr. Falau. I think you need to pay me $100,000 right now in order to make this outrage go away. When you thought he couldn't cause any more offence. <laughs> Look how rap rapid. See, this is the thing too. When you thought he couldn't cause any more offence. No, no, see, you guys are causing the offence because you were secretly recording him as he was giving a sermon in his own private church. See? See how this works? You want the offence. You feed on the offence. You need the offence. You need the clicks. You need the views. You need the outrage. It's how you define yourselves. You define yourselves by what you are against and not what you are for. You don't know what you are for. You know who your enemies are, but you don't know who your friends are. Anybody is, even your friends are a potential enemy if they say the wrong thing one time, then they become the enemy instantly. How dare they? All this time we never knew. All this time I never knew my friend was such a bigot. This icy, chilled atmosphere that you've created around people. You know what? If he just forks over some cash, maybe we'll let it slide. This, these bushfires, these droughts, all these things have come in a short period of time. You think it's a coincidence or not? God is speaking to you guys. Australia, you need to repent. At a sermon in Kenthurst, Israel Folau links the state's bushfire crisis to the legalisation of same-sex marriage <laughs> and the decriminalisation of abortion. A little taste of what God's judgment... It's outraged residents in the fire-ravaged Mid-North Coast Township of Johns River. I have a gay son and... Um, Here we go. And uh, I disagree with everything that man says. So what? See, if, I, if, I'm, if my fucking house is burning down, the last thing I am concerned with is what Israel Folau thinks. You know what I mean? They've had to go and find this person. They've had to go and find this person and say, you know, Israel Folau doesn't like gay people. He thinks they're going to burn in hell. Oh, well, I have a gay son. I disagree with everything that man says. Good. Clip that. Clip that for the show. We've done our job. We've earned our $50 this hour. Let's rock and roll. In the real world, if, if my house is burning down and some celebrity thinks I deserve it, I'm like, I don't care what that guy says. I'm trying to save my house here. I'm putting the water on my house. Don't, I don't care. What are, you, what are you even knocking on my door for? Pick up a bucket. Pick up a hose. Do something. Why are you here? It's just um, using it to using it. further his own oh, really? beliefs. <laughs> he's using he, really he's using the bushfires to further his own beliefs the guy just lost over a million dollars a year playing professional sport because of his own beliefs yeah he's doing real well yeah he's making a killing out of this christian thing just another christian grifter he literally was given the option, you either choose your Christian beliefs or you continue playing professional sport. And he gave the big middle finger to the professional sport community and said, I'm going to keep being a Christian. Sorry. It's like, well, he's just using this tragedy for his own beliefs. Give me a break. Bruce Shaw is still dealing with a lot. Most Aussies are Christian, like in the census, a question in the chat from patients, right? Most Aussies are Christian in the chat. Um... You know, but I think, you know, people nominate Christianity, but they're probably not devout Christians. 
You know what I mean? They're probably not uh, go to church every Sunday types, but they'll say that they're Christian, if that makes sense. You know, sort of lapsed Catholics and stuff like that. So, also a local friend. I mean, there's a city in Australia, Adelaide, and its nickname is the City of Churches. So you know, it's a thing here. Fireys, you can't blame anyone. It's just nature. Well, it is hurtful. Yeah, it's no need for it. No need for it whatsoever. And he can say whatever he likes, but that doesn't mean he can't have regard to the to the grievous offence this would have caused to people whose homes have been burnt down. Ah, oh, Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison cucking out. See, Scott playing playing the safe option. He can say whatever he likes, but that doesn't mean he can't have regard for the grievous offence that this would have caused people. See, he's, he's fucking clever, Scott Morrison. I, I like him. I like him because you can't disagree with what Scott Morrison said there, can you? You, you, you can't disagree. You're like, well, he can, he can have regard for the offence that it would cause people. And I would suspect, a, you know, a God-fearing Christian to the calibre of Israel Folau, a man who's prepared to throw away a million-dollar career in order to keep being a God-fearing Christian, I imagine he would turn around and say, yes, from time to time, uh, unbelievers and sodomites will be offended by the things that God says. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, offence is part of being a Christian. <laughs> Carry on. ...have been burnt down. To use this loss of life... Here we go. ...and this environmental destruction that has occurred as a result of these bushfires for some sort of grandstanding or... No, no, no. See, it wasn't grandstanding. It wasn't grandstanding. It was a private sermon in his private church, in his family church, where he gives sermons often. And somebody secretly recorded it on a mobile phone. That's not grandstanding, son. If somebody takes footage of me when I'm in the shower, stretching like this, you know, waving my dick around under the water, that's not me grandstanding. Do you see the difference? This, what you're doing now is grandstanding. You have called a press conference. You have brought the cameras into the world. You have announced, I am doing this I have an announcement to make. I'm against grandstanding. <laughs> this is the grandstanding part, son. <laughs> Comment in the chat. Boogie, your voice really sounds like shit. I know, I'm trying to power through to the end. Political point scoring is despicable. Falau is suing. Political point scoring. What politics? What politics? Did he say, okay, you know those faggots who died in the in the bushfires? They deserved it because God is angry. By the way, vote conservative. I didn't I didn't hear that. Did you hear that? Political point scoring? What the fuck are you talking about, mate? <laughs> Rugby Australia for unlawfully terminating his contract because of his Christian beliefs. But Australian rugby officials maintain Falau breached a player's code of conduct. And now there are calls for Falau to make his own donations to send help extortion. where it's needed. The extortion. Zara James, Nine News. There you go. Uh, what do we want to get to now? See, I've got so much stuff and I don't want to I don't want to leave it on the table because I know I won't get to it next week and I know my voice sounds terrible. It's probably not very nice for you guys. To be fair, it's probably not a very nice thing to hear. Um, but there's so much good stuff around. I tell you what, since we're on the Christian thing, let's keep on it. Neighbors want Winter Park Church to turn down volume over 200 noise complaints. <laughs> 
We're very, we're very loving Christians here. <laughs> Tell you about the more than 200 noise complaints that the Seminole County Sheriff's Office has received against this church. It's called Action Church. Action Church. People who live nearby say they can hear and feel the sound of the church's services inside their homes. Channel 9's Alexa Lorenzo is live at that church right now. And Alexa, people who live in those homes nearby say they're peacefully protesting today because they feel church leaders just aren't listening to them. They've been here since about 8.30 this morning. That is not the voice I expected from this chick. And the group is out Have a look here with again. homes. Channel 9's Alexa Lorenzo is live at that church right now. And Alexa, people who live in those homes. Alexa Lorenzo. She looks to me like she's 19. You know what I mean? She looks like she's barely out of high school. She looks like she would have like a, hey, how you going, everybody? One of those kinds of voices. People at the church. Whoa. <laughs> nearby say they're peacefully protesting today because they feel church leaders just aren't listening to them. They've been here since about 8.30 this morning. 8:30. And the group is out here holding up signs to tell the members of the church leaving service right now how aggravated the noise is. <laughs> I, just love I just love it. You know why I love it? Because... Stereotypes, when stereotypes collide and these awkward little situations arise. Because you would be thinking, oh, good luck at the dentist, Brett. Oh, can we get a can we get a can we get a, a prayer for Brett Hart who's going into the dentist, Brett Harris? Oh dear. Oh dear. You haven't been uh you haven't been indulging in those Eastern European treats of late, have you, Brett? I think Brett's I think Brett's of Russian descent or his wife is of Russian descent. And as we all know, the Russians do enjoy their, you know, their Turkish delight style extra powdered sugar on their jelly-like treats. You haven't been enjoying too many of those, have you, son? Oh, dear. He's going into the dentist. Oh, it's going to be Cavity City in there. It's going to be Cavity fucking City. And his breath will smell like vodka. How awful. <laughs> Clearly clever. He says, I love Alexis Lorenzo. That's her stage voice. She's using a big girl voice, says Gypsy in the chat. So is she really? You have to find all of Alexis Lorenzo's footage. She's solid girl. I didn't know she had a following. I didn't know Alexis Lorenzo was a thing. I will look into this girl. I will I will search this out. I will find Alexis. I will you will show me the Alexis Lorenzo. Alexis. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, when stereotypes collide. So so when I think of Christians like complaining about noise, like, uh, excuse me, uh, can you, I'm sorry, but it's, it's 9.30 at night and my little baby is trying to get some sleep, yeah. I was just wondering if you'd be so kind as to maybe turn the volume down on the stereo, just maybe. I mean, we've got church in the morning. I don't want to be one of those guys. I don't want to be this guy that comes over here and knocks on the door. I was just asking as maybe a neighborly favor if you'd be so kind as to turn the stereo down just a touch because you see it's keeping the baby up and that's making my wife very angry. So I'm really sorry to bother y'all. I see you're having a really good time over here. I don't want to stop you having a good time. I appreciate you. You know, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for turning the stereo down. I really appreciate it. But we've now come full circle. 
we're full circle. People are now knocking on the door of the church. Will you Christians try to keep your voices down? (laughs) This used to be such a nice neighbourhood before the Christians moved in and started singing their evangelical trash at a high volume. Excuse me. Excuse me, Mr. Pastor. Can you keep the pipe organ volume to a minimum, sir? Can you please keep the noise down? (laughs) We've come around. I tell you what, these fucking Christians with their loud music, it's really annoying. These Christians get in there and they sing their hymns, if you can even call it music. You know, back in my day, we used to listen to techno, but I don't remember anyone complaining. These these Christian kids out there singing about God, so loud, so annoying. Jesus Christ, I can barely focus on the newspaper. Get out there and tell them to shut the hell up, will you? It's Sunday morning, for Christ's sake. I'm trying to sleep over a cocaine blow party. Have they no respect? Have they no consideration for their neighbours, these Christian bastards? (laughs) You see what I mean? It's beautiful. I love it. Some members driving out have apologized. Others have told this group to go home. The neighbours say they are in no way trying to shut the church down. They just want them to... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just your friendly neighborhood atheist, and I was just wondering if you could keep the Christian music down to a minimum. You see, it's Sunday morning. My husband is trying to sleep off a hangover, and you see, like the 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 points, the the songs about God. It's it's really it's getting too much. You see, my babies are trying to sleep. I was just I don't want to bother y'all. I don't want to I don't want to stop y'all from having a good time. I appreciate you. You have a good time. I'm just your friendly neighborhood atheist. I just, I just hope you can t- keep the Christian music down to a minimum, please. If you'd be so kind, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Lower the volume. Noise abuse is cruel. Protesting. Noise, sonic- noise abuse. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Equals are suffering against unpleasant neighbors. I mean, it's like a weird kind of noise torture. The people noise who live near Action torture. Church. We have no quality of life anymore. Say they can't take the sounds of this church's service. <laughs> noise torture. Uh, do you want to hear some noise torture? Here's some noise torture. Here's some of my favorite Christian noise torture for you. I'm in the mood and I need to give my voice a break for a minute or two. Here's some noise torture. Can you keep it down? Beautiful. 
Hello, excuse me. Sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just find this volume really offensive. I'm just your friendly neighborhood atheist. I just, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that tells people that they can't have fun. And I know y'all are in here doing your little Christian party or whatever the hell it is, but that's fine. But I was just wondering if you could keep the volume down. You see, this, this is like noise torture to me. This is really horrible music. I, don't, I, I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. So I was just wondering if you could keep the volume to a minimum, if you'd be so kind. You see, myself and my friends, we were up really late last night taking a lot of drugs and drinking a lot and having unprotected sex with strangers. And we would just like to sleep this off in peace if we could. I mean, we don't need your, your God-bothering bullshit coming in through my window first thing in the morning on a Sunday. I mean, if you, if you listen, it's like fingernails going down a chalkboard. So if you could please like keep this down to a minimum, I'd be really appreciative. Thank you so much. I, like I said, I really don't want to be that guy. I really don't want to be the one to stop you having fun. Y'all keep having fun. But I just want you to keep the volume down if you could. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. That's a good place to leave it for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Sorry about my voice. I'll be back on Sunday night with Trust and Verify with the Flying Hawaiian James R. Uh, Back on Monday with another episode of the Daily Boogie. Hopefully my voice is recovered by then uh, because I don't want to commit this kind of noise torture to you. So thank you so much for spending your time with us this week. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I wish I was in, you know, I wish I was playing fit. I wish I wish I was in match fitness, but I think I'll get back around. Hopefully it's not like last time. Long time listeners to this show will know that last time I had a voice issue, it lasted about six months. So hopefully it's not one of those. I don't think it will be. But uh, I'll be back on Sunday night. Uh, James floated the idea that I may be invited onto pirate radio on Friday night for those who don't follow at ChrisMC44 but I don't want to go Alex Jones and start hosting Chris Mack's show for him Chris, Chris, how long has Boogie been on hold? He's been on hold three hours, are you going to go to this guy? You know what Chris, we need a whole new rundown here we need to restructure this entire program you know what somebody's been waiting on hold in the chat for at least two hours how would you like to host Pryor Radio? Boogie, how would you like to come in here and host this show for a goddamn change? We need to make some changes around here you okay with that, Owen? <laughs> so I might be on Pirate Radio. Who knows? Uh, we'll see how we go. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain about the noise, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'll leave you with the soothing sounds of Ave Maria. Uh, I'll see you on Sunday night, if not Friday night. Until next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.